in, which is a perfect time to tell you about my presentation and that these thoughts are mine and mine only. That's why Young Living asked me to speak them and not somebody else. So you can read this slide, taking about 20 seconds, which is the allotted time I am supposed to leave this up there. And people keep streaming in, but thank you so much for giving me your time here this, uh, this afternoon. I know there's lots of options on the schedule, but you chose to be here with me and I honor that. I know you're gonna get a lot of value out of today's presentation. Um, as a Royal Crown Diamond, I'm one of the top income earners in Young Living. You've likely seen the income disclosure statement anytime that we're talking about the opportunity Young Living offers. This is something that's really great to take a look at. And you can find this online at youngliving.com slash IDS. I've been doing this business full time for just over seven years, which is, is a long time, relatively speaking, I think. Uh, I, I really was motivated to find a new way to earn an income. I grew up uh, in a very healthy family. My mom was a physiotherapist and an acupuncturist, so I grew up around natural health and wellness. I went on to school to become a personal trainer and started working in that field for two and a half years until I realized that uh, making $18 an hour working split shifts was not going to be my ideal life path. I knew in my early 20s that that might be cool and fun for a season of life, but if I ever hope to get married and have kids, that getting up at 5 a.m., getting home at 9, 10 p.m., and making twenty-five dollars to $30,000 a year Canadian, so not 30% not off for everyone, all the Americans in the room, wouldn't be uh, give me the life that I wanted to have. So because of those circumstances and, and the experience I had as a personal trainer, I became motivated to find a new way to earn an income. I quit personal training in November of 2011, and I decided that if I did this business and I applied myself for at least four years, if at the end of that four-year period, 22 to 26 years old, if I could make at least three to four thousand dollars a month with Young Living, so kind of like mid silver gold range, if I could get to that point after four years uh, without going back to school, uh, going to college, paying tens of thousands of dollars of student loans, and uh, and then coming up with the hope of a, a different job, that that was my plan. That was my best case scenario, and so I was really willing to commit to at least four years of being a student. So anyone who, who here has been to college? So a large portion of the room. When you go to college, you pick a field that you want to study in, and you know you're not going to know anything about it before you really go into it. You might have a passion or interest, but you have to go through all the classes, get all the credits, do the work. You can't really shave down. You can maybe work harder and uh, maybe do some night classes, but you still have to do a certain amount of work over a period of time and pay a substantial amount of income for the, the outcome at the end, which is a nice uh, expensive piece of paper, and then a uh, career, hopefully, where you'll then work for approximately 18 years to pay off student loans, as uh, statistics suggest. So I knew these stats. Average student loan takes 18 years to pay off. It's over $27,000 in student loans that the average American carries. And so I looked at this model. I looked at the income disclosure and just thought, if I could do this for four years with the mindset of a student, I know I'm going to be bad. I'm going to have to learn. I'm going to look stupid. This is going to take time. I can't do this for six months and then quit. I can't do it for two years and quit. You don't become a doctor by going to school for a certain amount of time and going, ah, I don't really feel like doing the rest of it. So I've been doing this for seven years, which really would get me, I think, a basic, like an entry-level medical degree. Does anyone here have a, a medical background, doctor? Anyone? No doctors, no one. 
How long does he go to school? Chiropractor's better, okay? How long did you go to school for to become a doctor of chiropractic? Five years. So right, right in the middle of that. So I've been doing seven years full time. This has been my only source of income and I've been really applying myself with that mindset. I can't emphasize that enough because a whole lot of work is really required to have the, this level of success here at the company. But the being young and being successful, number one question I'm always asked is, how did you do it? What did you say? Who did you talk to? All like the nitty gritty metrics, but at the essence, they just want to know how. So right when I hit Royal Crown at, at 25, Young Living published this uh, this blog article you can find on the Young Living blog, and they asked me a bunch of questions that people were consistently asking. Many of them, you know, what's your favorite product? Um, why do you do what you do? And so although how is a very nice question to ask, it how is very not important in today's day and age for the most part especially at an event like this you can google pretty much anything and figure out how to do something so i i worked as a personal trainer and one of the main things that people come to personal trainers for is either to lose weight or to gain weight and muscle how many people here in the room would like to be in better shape than they are currently you just like to be so every single person for the most part do you lack the knowledge of how to get in shape no, we all know the basic premise of how you would get in shape. You would change your diet and likely increase your exercise. So you can know how to do something, know all the reasons, all the ways, all the different diets, all the different techniques. But if you don't know why you want to do something, you really you're just collecting knowledge. So that happens so much in our profession is people are digging for how, 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 what do I say? They'll read books, they'll watch videos, they'll go to classes, go to events, all for the how. And in my opinion, it's, it's backwards because when you know why you want to do something, then you ought, you will figure out the how one way or another. So when I, I built Young Living on the side as a personal trainer for a while, when I still was working and I was not very successful at that point because personal training paid the bills and it was very consistent. It, it was repetitive. I knew what to do. I put in this amount of work. I get this amount of pay. Young living was harder. It required extra effort. So if I wasn't motivated to host events, talk, the people prospect my income wouldn't increase but because I didn't have a real big reason why because if I didn't do young living it didn't really affect my future at that point because my mortgage still got paid It wasn't until I left personal training and the only way I was going to ever pay my bills was because if I did not make this work, I did not make my mortgage payment. That's a pretty big why to go and do something that you maybe weren't doing before. Again, back to our fitness example, many people 
uh, become motivated to increase their health right after either the death of a loved one or a health scare. And when they have a health scare, they go, oh crap, uh, I need to get my health figured out because the motivation has changed so my goal for you here today is for you to have more clarity around why you are even in this room why you've been here at this event and if you can get clarity on why you want to do this business I can guarantee figuring out the how will become immeasurably easier so One of the reasons why I decided to do the business, Eric Worre really covered this well today. He laid out uh, better than anyone else really can why someone might want to do network marketing. You know, we have an unlimited earning potential, low startup cost. Uh, when I was 22 years old, I didn't have a lot of extra money. You know, Eric said the average uh, business takes $65,000 to start. I did not have $65,000 so I was sitting on at 22. And, and so the low startup costs allowed me, a 22-year-old with no business background, the ability to get started in a way that I wouldn't have been able to in any other model. I'm able to choose the people I want to work with, uh, my own hours. It uh, allows me to be my own boss. I get tax advantages that previously my employer got, but now because I'm a business owner, I get business owner tax advantages. My business is residual. It's willable. I can leave it as a legacy. I get great travel opportunities, and there was no education or background required. I am not successful because I went to school to become a personal trainer. I uh, Most of the people you'll see here at this event um, are, are not successful due to any particular background. They're successful because they were motivated and they took action with that motivation. So this, I've given presentations all over the world, basically talking about the benefits of our model. But just like you might know the benefits of being in shape, we all know that being in shape is a good thing, but it still doesn't necessarily change our action and therefore it doesn't change our outcome. So we're gonna really work here today on digging a layer deeper on why you might want to experience these benefits and build a business with Young Living. Now, the first thing that you normally encounter when you really start to dig into Uh, why you want to do something and looking at the benefits of our business is uh, limiting beliefs. This will probably be the number one obstacle for you on your journey, not just in Young Living, but to become successful.
helpful in any area of your life. How do you view yourself? How do you see your worth? And what do you think of your own abilities? So you can call us your story. Uh, it's it, it most times is completely made up and it's based on our past experiences, childhood experiences, and we take and internalize those things and and it changes how we show up in the world. So my story that I clung to, my limiting beliefs, were that I was too young, I was inexperienced, I was in the wrong niche market, and it was playing too hard. So especially what I mean by too young, I was 22 and a guy in a marketplace that was dominated by 58-year-old females. So if you were just trying to make like a, a, the best cookie cutter of what a great young living member would be, I was polar opposite. And for a time of my life, a season, I clung to that as being a reason why I couldn't be successful. Eventually, I clearly have had some success and I would come back back to events and conventions and speak to people afterwards and they would again be asking me how I did it and and I go, well, of course you're successful. You're a young guy. So, so my ears perk up just a little bit. I'm thinking, I used to think that's why I couldn't be successful. Like, well, of course you're successful. You're a young guy who wouldn't want to come to an oil class at your house or who wouldn't want to invite you over to talk all their girlfriends because that's what I did my business was built on women aged 25 to 45 with one to four kids at home I was a traveling home presenter I would go to um, expos people living rooms and I basically present on essential oils and how they can help their kids and uh, and I'm a 22 year old guy with no kids so it, it, it's it's funny how before what my story was on why I could not do something when I was successful someone who wasn't me in that same scenario they were older and a woman not old older than me big clarification point they then use that as part of their story on why I was successful. So if you'll have your own version of this in your life and as you start to flesh this out, this took me many years to really figure out what my core limiting beliefs were and how to overcome them. It's, it's a lot of work. This is not a 45 minute seminar, but you might already have something that pops in the front of your mind of why you can't do something. Some of the first ones that people start to think about is I don't know anyone 
or everybody already knows the market is saturated. It's too late, too late. Maybe if I joined Young Living 20 years ago, but right now it's past its prime. When I joined Young Living and really went full time, uh, the company had already over two million members as part of the company, so I wasn't, you know, giving. I two million people had a head start on me. When the company was founded, I was uh, four years old, so I couldn't really get started on the ground floor because I was hanging out on the floor. Uh, everyone already knows. Well, clearly they don't because there's empty seats in the room in the convention center. There's about, uh, I think they said today, 5.4 million members globally. I haven't checked recently what the global population is, but I think it's slightly more than 5.4 million. So there's, there's way more people out there who aren't using Young Living and have never heard of it than there are people who are. So, but it's so easy just to naturally go towards all the reasons why we can do something. When I realized that my success would be heightened in life if I spent more time and energy focused on how to make something work versus how why something wouldn't work. So being solution oriented versus focusing on the problem. Uh, I, I'm Canadian, so we I started building before Canada was um, launched as an official market. So we did it NFR, means we can order the product for our personal consumption, but uh, with shipping from the US in US dollar. So there was a lot of challenge that came in that period of time because there's border, there's currency conversion, there's just things that happen. And we use a lot of reference materials in our business. Maybe you do as well. There's lots of popular ones. And people didn't want to order the core materials to learn about and use our products because they're paying shipping, they're paying duties. It's a lot of work. So I could have focused on the problem and use that as a reason on why I couldn't be successful. Mark is not launched yet. Nobody wants to order this stuff from the US. There's not enough training materials here. But instead, I used a lot of my Young Living income. I plowed it into books some tools and basically filled up my garage with reference materials and drove them around from event to event to event and moved them into the marketplace to grow my team. I chose to drive uh, a very uh, I, I live below my means still. I had a 99 Honda Civic DX, a red hatchback, up until, yeah, yeah. That has never happened before. But I drove that right up until uh, uh, Platinums. I was making over $10,000 a month, and I was driving a car that was worth like $1,000 because I was not looking to impress people with what I drove. I was looking to impress people with my business plan. I was looking to impress people with my knowledge around our products, our business, and impress them with who I was, not with what I was driving or what I was wearing. So I invested in my business. I found a solution to a problem, and then eventually um, a publishing company that makes materials came, came to Canada and did that for me, so then I didn't have to work at running a book distribution place, because I'm not here to sell books. I'm here to sell oils and promote Young Living. So um, when you have the right motivation, you will figure things out one way or another. There's a couple different types of motivation. There's 
external motivation and there is internal motivation. So external is where you need um, maybe a little carrot being dang dangled in front of you, a uh, prize, a contest, an incentive that if you do this, you will get this reward. So we see that in Young Living, they've got plenty of external motivators, money. If you do something, they will pay you. Uh, they have the Elite Express program. They have the Help 5 program. And then there's ex uh, internal motivation, where instead of needing a carrot to motivate you to do something, you know why you're doing something, and that's internal, and it drives you to do things that, uh, that other people maybe need to be motivated by. So I don't necessarily need to be motivated to give a presentation like you do this, you'll get this, because I know exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing, and I know the outcome of doing this business. Um, here's some, again, some external motivators. The Help Five uh, Drive to Win, they do lots of these incentives. They have trips to Hawaii, maybe in cruises. Um, I'm already pretty close to sold out as far as buy-in. But they will announce a contest for that at some point where you can earn a spot. So some people are highly motivated by uh, trips and incentives. And so whatever kind of external motivation you're looking for, there likely is something in your living. But when, when you're externally motivated, it's, it's kind of a bumpy ride at times. Because if, if there's a three-month contest for a trip to Hawaii, you're hyper-motivated for that three months. You're working, working, working. You do a whole lot of effort, you get good results, and then the second the contest is over, what happens? Because what you were doing it for is no longer there. And so if, if you anywhere are not being really internally motivated, like you just like having those prizes, those goals, those milestones, some of you are lying, but that's okay. So, so for me, I these motivated me for a time until I realized I just really needed them to give me a big check and I can do whatever I want with it. I can buy a trip to Hawaii. I can buy a t-shirt instead of giving them, having them give me one. And I would still win certain contests because I was doing the action they were looking to incentivize. All these external motivators are things to get you even more motivated to do what you should be doing with or without an incentive. Help five, the two things they incentivize, enrolling new members and enrolling people on essential rewards. If you had that down as a core habit that you were going to do anyway, with or without, you would win this every single month, 100%, because you're doing it for the right reason. Some some forms of internal motivation that, uh, that drive you. Um, people become motivated by new life. I've experienced this here in the past four months as we welcomed our first child to our family. And when you have a new motivation, everything changes. How many people have kids in the room? Young living, so for the most part. But even just from a product perspective, who here got started with Young Living simply for the products and you started looking at your household purchases in a different way? So that's a majority of the room. So again, going back to why versus how, I can tell you all the reasons uh, how to make a uh, toxin-free home and, and why you might not want to have certain things in. But when something like this comes in your life, all of a sudden you'll do different things and you'll find different solutions. So I know a lot of people in my business really started doing Young Living as a business because of the results they saw in their children and because they were motivated to not send them away 
to daycare and they want to be the one at home with them and not have them be financially destitute to do so. So, and for me, even back at 22, I knew that eventually, hopefully, uh, I would find someone who would put up with me and want to have a child and and uh, that when that time came along, I have better options. I. I really can't imagine what my life would be like right now if I did not make that pivot seven years ago and start thinking ahead of what my life could look like. Because looking at my personal training, income and lifestyle and the expenses of a child, it would would have been stressful and it is stressful for most people. But if you can solve money problems, then all the other problems seem to start dwindling away so new life can be a great motivator there's also mortality motivation motivation through the loss of someone close to us i think many of us here have experienced that in the past month or so where uh, our founder, Gary Young, passed away. And it was remarkable watching the service. Um, John Wetton was amazing today, wasn't he, the photographer? I'm super feeling good with you. Oh, look, he's flying, Mommy, Mommy. Look, he's flying. I was so glad they included that. And as I watched the service and I saw the dialogue and the chatter online, I... Previously, were unmotivated. Become motivated. And before, they knew, you know, they knew why they should maybe do a business. They knew how to do it. But when this happened, things changed for them. shifted them internally, they realized that they were part of something bigger than themselves, that there was a legacy at hand, that Gary uh, worked his, his entire life's work to give us what we have here. And so the loss of Gary motivated them uh, by his legacy and to champion essential oils into more homes in the world to help him and his vision and mission come true. So you you maybe seen that in your life when you've lost a loved one and it changes what you're going to do with your life. Maybe you, you look at your time a whole lot differently. Uh, so uh, Gary is a perfect example of somebody who has really had bulletproof vision for what he wanted to accomplish. And no matter what encountered him along the way, what setback, he had the end goal in mind and that drove him to do insane amounts of work that most people would never do. Uh, on the right there, that's Gary at uh, Winter Harvest in 2013. I, uh, I'm not a handy person <laughs> at all. <laughs> but I, I figured if I could make money, I could pay people who do know how to do something. And so I solved the problem that way. But uh, so I, I didn't grow up around horses. I wasn't a logger. And so being at this this uh, harvest with Gary was really stretching me out of my comfort zone, running the team of Percherons and having Gary personally instruct me on, on the commands and, and how powerful these animals were and how to hook up the trees. 
was was something I'll, I'll cherish the rest of my life. But one thing I saw that week is he was in his mid-60s at that point, early 60s. He was always the last one in. He was the first one up. He would skip meals if needed because stuff needed to get done because of how much he knew people needed the product that he was looking to provide. He was running circles around me as like a 24-year-old fit individual, and and I was tired, but I didn't want to admit it. Kind of like John talking to me about, you know, the first person I burned out. And so I got to see like high, high-class vision and work ethic in motion, and it's it's so motivating. If you do not have uh, his book that Gary wrote, uh, Gary and Mary, uh, D. Gary Young, The World Leader in Essential Oils, highly encourage you to grab it from a publishing company, or you can get it in your virtual office. You can add it onto your order. But this is uh, an encyclopedia of our company's history, which is more important than ever to hold on to and to share because it's really what does set us apart. But you've, you've heard countless times throughout this week, my presentation is getting easier as more and more people speak on stage, as Jared speaks, as Mary speaks. You've heard of Gary's uh, desires, his visions, his setbacks. What I have in front of me here is a pretty remarkable story that, uh, that came out after Gary's passing. So Richard Blissbrook is a network marketing professional. He's been in this space for over 40 years um, as an owner, as a distributor, highly, highly successful. And uh, he, he was running a network marketing company in the 80s, right when Gary is looking at starting up. So he's a highly credible, highly ethical, smart businessman. And Gary, looking to launch Young Living, sought out advice. So I'm going to read this excerpt here for you. Oh, the irony of it all. Even when we know we are right, we are often wrong, right? In 1987 or 88, one of my distributors asked me if I would meet a man about starting his own network marketing company. I had owned mine for a few years and had about 10 years total experience. We met for a couple of hours. I listened to his product idea and observed his life. I assessed his financial and personal situation. Didn't seem to be the ideal situation to launch an MLM. I told him I did not think he had the horsepower to start his own MLM company. Wrong product, no cash, and well, he was a farmer. Zero hope and no encouragement. He did not launch his company then, but he did a few years later. I didn't hear about it much about it until many years later, many trials, tribulations, and many heartbreaking episodes in his company's path. I probably heard about it when it was doing 100 million a year in sales. I still did not pay any attention. I did not reach out and acknowledge how wrong I was about him. And then he went to a billion and beyond. So uh, I've been doing this business full time for seven years. And you look at the timeline here, 1987, 1988, company was launched in uh, 1994. So in that same seven-ish year period that I've gone from a struggling personal trainer to one of the top income earners in Gary's company, he hadn't even launched the company he looked to found. And he actually was searching out advice and help, and people were telling him, wrong product, not gonna work, you don't have cash, you're not the right person for this, no hope, no encouragement. This is just one of many stories in Gary's uh, career where he likely was doubted and told what he was doing was 
wrong and stupid and you should give up and not pursue it. And if any, if you'd listen and internalize any of those and take in their opinions as being truth, then we would not all be here today. I would not have the life I have and, and history would be completely different. The, the plot twist and the happy ending at the end of this is for just over a year now, Richard and Kimmy Brooke uh, they're not only uh, champions of Gary and Mary and their work, but they're actually diamonds here in Young Living. So talk about a full circle. You can see them up there pictured together. I don't know. I, I never got a chance to ask Gary if he remembered that encounter. I'm, gu I'm guessing he probably did because I know when I've been doubted in life, I can remember. those things and I remember how it would drive me I knew I had to make this work because I did not want to go back to any gym in a two million mile radius of where I used to work and have to say oh I'm, I'm going back what I was planning on doing did not work so even our our cherished founder of this company has been doubted and and had doubt cast upon his on his career for so long and our company's growth was not very fast especially in the beginning it's only been the past four to five years we've really seen this exponential growth because it's all been just laying the foundation for what what we have here today so I'm uh, Gary's a perfect example of this a passionate belief in your business and personal objectives can make all the difference between success and failure if you aren't proud of what you're doing why should anybody else be this is Richard Branson he's the uh, founder of the Virgin group over 400 different companies he manages in his in his business portfolio highly successful multi-billionaire and, uh, and Gary is a perfect example of, of this this quote uh, belief enables a person to do what others think is impossible many people doubted Gary he persevered he had a vision crystal clear he saw a stadium full of people he knew that this would come and then he worked it into action he knew why he was doing what he was doing Richard knew how to build a company, but Gary had a very, very big why, and it drove him in many ways to figure out how to make this work, and here we are today. So I just want to uh, give a, a just, I'm so grateful for Gary and, uh, and what they've given our family. Um, the friendship that I've had with him over the past seven years is what I'll cherish the rest of my life. And, and I'm just uh, very appreciative of this company and what it does for families with their health and wellness and the opportunity to give us all to um, potentially have a better and brighter Of four, 
and went across the ocean and landed in Canada, in, in Halifax, up on the far. Our east coast of Canada um, took a took a train from Halifax to Montreal, then a three-hour cab ride from Montreal to Perth, Ontario, uh, and I recognize that all these places are maybe places you've never. heard of but it's a long distance it's like going from uh from like the far east coast like maine all the way over to uh, the tip of michigan all with four children uh very very young all all seasick from the long boat ride and they arrived in Perth, their final landing destination, with $8 to their name, speaking no English, mid-30s, four children. That is us. I can't fathom them. I'm 29, so that's like three years from now. I can't fathom having $8 to my name, being in a new country with four children, not speaking the language. But the reason why they left was big enough that they figured it out and it was worth it for them. Uh, after they landed in Canada, they had uh, another two children. Um, you can see the whole family here. And uh, and as they age, so the, uh, the woman in the red dress is my mom. Mother. So this is the story of, of my lineage, my grandma and my grandpa, my oma and my opa. And because they had a... ...vision for a brighter future, They did incredible feats all for us, for their family. And I, I imagine it was scary. It was hard. They left all their family behind, everything they knew for potential, for opportunity, for uh, hopefully a better life. And because of that, we have uh, a great family here in Canada. I uh, was raised with three other siblings. And and we just we have so much opportunity as young Canadians for our future that now we're all married. We uh, we are the first ones in our family to have children, so we're expanding the lineage. And uh, and so last fall, my wife and I we traveled down to Ontario to kind of document her story because the more I dug into her past, her struggles, it really I saw everything in my life differently it's it's like that you know the moment of a new birth once you have something happen you
see something in a new way, it changes how you do everything. So we documented lots of her stories from the war, coming over, her fears, her doubts. And uh, my wife was, was newly pregnant at that point. In fact, this photo in the middle, we had this photo shoot done and uh, we did not know that she was pregnant at during the shoot so we look at all these photos with with special fond memories but we have a short excerpt of that clip here today of them that movie so baby so in my tummy sometimes it moves okay you see it you try we'll oh god right there oh yeah he is a little baby you baby you better be did you know you wanted you like, like babies? Oh yeah, we always like and that. I do. We said, oh yeah, we want kids. We don't want to be alone. We want kids. Oh my gosh, sweet baby. Oh, you, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Oh, as your ears are beautiful. You're beautiful all the way. You're she was not well and because of this company we had more freedom and flexibility and time that we could make the trip out get this time um, unfortunately she did not make it to, um, to see the birth of our son, William. But we have priced... This is priceless memories. I, I've actually put baby photos in here now. point to just allow me to move along this is his first bath uh, I've, I've transitioned my Instagram account from you know, business and personal growth it's now a baby account So you can see uh, the only baby model I have, modern new clothes. That's a jumpsuit actually that I wore as a kid. 
And, uh, and yeah, lots of baby photos. So if you like babies, go man. Hang out. Uh, but with, so I look at the life that they left for the reasons that they had. This is where I, I started my life then. Uh, this is the mobile home that we grew up in. It was a 1966 trailer. It was purchased used in 1991. Uh, my, my dad was 40, my mom was 31. This is where family of five, which then turned into six, lived for uh, a fairly substantial amount of time. Not a whole lot of square footage. Uh, it, it's, we live in rural Canada, so it's cold in the winter. In was not very good uh, my two my younger brother and I we had bunk beds and my older brother slept on a foamy on the dresser and then his blankets would sometimes freeze against the wall in the winter due to the lack of insulation but if you look at this starting point for my parents in their you know 40s and you think where um, my Oma came from, she was 32, four kids, $8, didn't know the language. This looks like a mansion and the opportunity of a lifetime. And my parents used their opportunity. They did not squander it. And now I look at where my family's starting out. I started out here. Uh, William gets to start out his life in a very nice house, West Face. on Lake Okanagan that's fully paid for. He does not have financial worry or struggle in his life. And he has two parents that are at home full time to spend time with him and see and be part of his journey growing up. Two different generations, not even a hundred years of life and a completely different result. Why do I do what I do still? I have great finances and the company keeps sending me awesome check. I'm grateful for it. And this is the point that, you know, some people might think, oh, I'll, uh, I'll retire or I'll not do it because I've worked. hard to have this but I know why I'm doing what I'm doing I know why I'm away from them right now for the second time which is really hard actually um, 
And because I've seen the impact I've been able to have in seven years, uh, when I got in this business, I was looking not just for better finances, I was looking for the ability to have more significance, more impact, and to have the opportunity here four times at this convention for the ninth year in a row, I don't take that opportunity lightly, and it's worth it for me to be away for six because I know how uh, speakers in the past have impacted me and if I'm here this entire week and I help one person really actually grab a hold of the opportunity get sitting in front of them then it is all worth it and I know how fast generations can change with the mall we have in front of us. So I do what I do because I look at my family, the options we have, and my past generations and how hard they work to give me the life I have and the opportunities I have. And I think to do anything less than crush out of the park is squand. during all of my uh, my lineage's hard work and effort to give me the opportunities I have so I'm not willing to waste my life to just sit back and enjoy the good life I can enjoy life and live in my passion to the fullest with this company with this business and that's what I intend to keep doing When you know why you're doing something, you will figure out the how and it'll become easier and easier. And easier when you're operating in that passion. I saw this analogy a few years back and it really left a huge impact on how I viewed my life, my opportunity, my time. This is a yardstick or a meter stick. Very hard to find these days, actually. Try and find one. Uh, but I did here in Salt Lake City, so this presentation is sponsored by East Hardware. The helpful place. They were really helpful. So this is a... A visual representation of your life. The Average American lives to be 78 years old. If you take all the inches on this yardstick and make every inch worth two years of your life, this 
is the average human life. And I was in Vivint yesterday, so they were not able to see this as well. So I have a picture of it. Picture, yardstick. So here's some key milestones that are marked on your lifespan. This is zero to 18. These are the formative years of her life. You learn to talk, walk, be potty trained, go to secondary school, uh, and basically learn all your foundational life skills. From the age of 18 to 25, this is the time that we are encouraged oh to go to school, start a career, maybe travel and find yourself. And, uh, and by 25, at that point, it's kind of like the unofficial point in life where society it thinks that that's the point where you should start getting serious start contributing to your life uh, figure what you want to do and start your working career which is 25 to 65 this is the average four-year career. All for the hope and goal of retiring at 65 to live out the note that is retirement. Yeah, just a little note down here. And it, when when I view this for the first time, and so again we got zero to twenty-five. Show Zero to 18, 18 to 25, and then here's the rest. It doesn't work as well. We'll stick here. When you look at this, no matter where you're at, if you're 25 years old, you're sitting here. If you are 32, you're here. Here, if you're 40, you're here. 50, you're here. It, for me, when I saw what this looks like, it changed. How I viewed work, because I saw this when I was in my early 20s, and I looked at what my career would look like if I did not make this work. Most people change their job seven times in their career, Maybe they feel underappreciated. They don't feel like they're getting the right income. They look to mix things up, get a new career change. But people are changing their jobs seven times in here. I, I looked at this as being one of those times I transitioned from, from personal training to do young living and thought, if I made this work, then 
I would have a very different end of my yardstick and to squander this time and to go wake up every day um, dreading going to work, you know, TGI. F, oh my gosh, it's Sunday, all the airplanes did it. Today, to dread this and just kind of go through the motions for this seemed wrong. It seemed backwards. I figured I need to reverse it. I need to spend as much of my time actually living my passions, uh, operating in a, a way that I was actually enjoying my life, but also pursuing a personal and professional success. That would be the way to do it. And it just had me see opportunity in a whole new The way, because when when I suggest that you should when you know maybe look at Young Living at, in new eyes as a four year career. I re, I read that book, The Four Year Career, by Richard Brooke, and it really changed how I looked at this this business. Uh, Four years is not long on here, it's two inches. So no matter where you're at, if you're uh, 40, two inches goes to here. That's a very small amount of time to do anything and be fully committed, fully intentional, operating with why you're doing something and going all in, going all out. I apply myself to this business with the goal of after four years to be making three to four thousand dollars a month from home it worked out way better than that for me clearly but if if what i have here if it took me 30 years it would still have been a better plan and a better outcome than not doing it at all and beyond um, finances, beyond the income, it's it's very much under sold the skill sets and the minds that you can develop if you are truly applying yourself to this business, to this profession. I know you could take away my entire business you could take away network mark marketing say it doesn't exist anymore and I could apply myself in any realm of of life and business and be more successful because of the skill sets I've learned 
through this process, this career, and it did not cost me um, six figures in college debt to do so. So there is a huge opportunity here in this company for you to learn, become the best version of yourself, and maybe even get some extra financial freedom in your life. But one thing I know to be true, time is your only limited commodity. It's the only thing once you spend, you can never get back. You can get more money, you can get a different job, you can change so many things, but once you spend time, it is gone. So, especially in the past four months, I realized more than ever how valuable my time is. Everything comes at a cost. Everything I do is time I could be spent with William. Being here comes at a cost, but the upside, the reason why is worth it for me, but I, I've completely noticed how much uh, more intentional I have been in my past four months of my life because life changes, my motivation changes, and circumstances change. So, you know, in summary, wrapping up, if you aren't living on the edge, you are taking up too much space. This, uh, these are two individuals who have been special parts of my life. I would not be here today without either of them in this regard. And I know that I'm highly motivated to live my life to its fullest, to leave nothing on the table. Um, success with Young Living and Essential Oils is not necessarily easy, but I can guarantee you it is worth it. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great evening.
Thank you. 